Welcome to another episode of the SNC podcast. I had to say it slow because I think I say it too fast. But yeah, welcome to another episode of the SNC podcast. An overdue episode to be quite honest. My name is Paula Shade Anosie. Thank you so much to everyone who has checked in to find out why I haven't released any new episodes. Apologies, my sincere apologies to all our listeners. I have just been swamped super swamped with work and a lot has been going on in nigeria which today's episode is going to discuss now for our non-nigerian listeners over the past couple of weeks in nigeria beginning on october 3rd peaceful and organized protests led by the youth called for the end of the special anti-robbery squad popularly known as SARS, which has been implicated in numerous extrajudicial killings extortions rape torture and abuse of nigerians these peaceful and organized protests received a ton of support inside and outside the country from nigerian celebrities and creatives to international celebrities from the young to the old from the rich to the middle class to the not so rich rallied around to call for the end of sars unfortunately on the 20th of october 2020 after the governor of lagos state Babajide Somolu implemented a curfew to address security challenges. A number of unarmed and peaceful protesters demonstrating at the Lekki toll gates in Lagos were killed and injured by some members of the Nigerian Armed Forces. Nigerians continue to demand for justice, accountability, government, and institutional reform. Joining me to discuss the NSAS protest, artist activism, mental health, and a lot more is Nigerian music and advertising creative Dustin Anyasi, popularly known as D Truce. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Shadi. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to drink water? I was about okay, to. drink no, your no, water. Um, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just getting back into the funk of work mm-hmm. getting work done because you know the past couple of weeks have been have been a lot you can imagine because i know that you participated in, in like a uh, number of physical uh, not physical offline protests you know because yeah. we have this differentiation yeah. online and, and offline. offline so you participated in a number of offline protests now for people who didn't have the chance to participate in those protests i was one of them because i was always working on the weekends mm-hmm. can you tell us what the mood was like at those protests at least before the horrific event on October 20th it was it was amazing man it was beautiful just seeing that many number of Nigerians I had never met that many Nigerians in my life Mm. Nigerians my age and like in my age group the one the one the one in Abuja that I went for was was more significant for me because it was it was just it was just love like literally it was just love and we're all marching and at some point some guy stood on top of his car and his car was going and just started crying like yo my people see my people came out you know it was it was it was a beautiful atmosphere everybody looking out for everybody everybody just you know chipping in and it was it was like we 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 knew each other like we i know you you know me Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was it was beautiful yeah i can imagine because i know for me um I felt a sense of pride. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like. that sense of pride. Because because the, the entire thing, and, and, and the beautiful thing of it, about it rather, is that everybody played a role. 
no matter how small yes it was from okay you know what i'm good at cleaning and organizing things i'll do that mm-hmm. or do you know anybody that's selling food in the east so can get food to the people protesting in the east or do you know anyone that can get water to the people in this part of town and it just came naturally to everybody and yeah. i feel like that's, that, that was that was the thing about it that made it such a such a thing to be proud of mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. and what about the criticism that people have said about these types of protests when they're leaderless mm-hmm. that it gives room for confusion do you agree that the lack of a leader mm. was helpful in making the protests um, achieve scale? Yes, I, I totally agree with the lack of a leader because having a leader is conforming to a system that already exists, a system that has been created to cripple and empower a few. So what would have happened if there was a leader was one of two things. Either he gets or she gets cornered it gets put in the corner by you know the people mm-hmm. up there and they bribe or you know coerce or say don't worry don't worry we'll do, we'll do, mm-hmm. we'll do. and then they go trip you into trusting them and then they just end up doing the same thing they've done which is just mess you over or they put a target on on mm-hmm. their back mm-hmm. and someone would die for no reason so yeah being leaderless was a very was a very big move like shout out to everybody because you can't even point at one mm-hmm. person and say it was mm-hmm. your idea because mm-hmm. we all just tweeted and yeah. said let's do yeah. it like this and yeah. let's do it like that someone will retweet and you see a tweet that has like four thousand retweets and you check like oh this is a solution okay cool everyone just notes it True. and goes out and executes yeah it was crazy because i was at lecky before you know the event and they won't even let you drive to the protest ground. You have to get through like three barricades of car parks mm. and like boys like out boys on the streets. You know, people that you will call hoodlums. These people are not hoodlums. These people are just regular people that have, you know, been victims of circumstance because they're not stupid. Mm. They understand, they comprehend. Speak to them in English, they'll speak back to you in pigeon. They'll mm. speak English to you as well. Do you understand? <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. And these are people that said, Okay, you know what, you you can't drive inside. Everybody park here, you park here. Okay, you want to yeah, give water, okay, go. The water side is there. They literally were in charge of logistics on ground. It was it was beautiful to yeah. watch. And the fact that there was no one person giving orders just made everybody want to do more. And what do you think that the Nigerian government has failed or is failing to understand about the NSAS protest? Because the argument is that the NSAS protest is a representation of all that is wrong yes. in Nigeria. Like, yes. police brutality is at the heart of it. I mean, it's, it's definitely part of why it started, mm-hmm. but it's a, it has now become a representation of all the Wahala in this country. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. And I also, and I also agree with the fact that police brutality is a very big part of all that is wrong in the country because that's how they keep us in check mm. that's how they brutalize people that's how you know i'm not making any accusations but seeing all these stories seeing video evidence seeing mm-hmm. pictures mm-hmm. imagine what has been done behind closed doors imagine what has been done in the shadows all that is what strengthens their system mm-hmm. so if or rather, when? <laughs> because I, because it's 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 either we win or the country implodes. It's it's what it is. Because yeah. even this system is not sustainable for them. Even for the people that benefit from the system, mm-hmm. it's not sustainable for them, and they know it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? That's why they try to make sure the average man is uneducated. That's why they try to make sure the average man is not empowered or is too scared to do anything because they know. And the solution is simple: just fix things. We're not trying to kill you. We're not trying. I I want to believe that. This generation of Nigerians, my generation of Nigerians, the young generation, the youth, the people that came out, I want to believe that this is the generation that has the least thirst for power, 
because I don't see a lot of people trying to be political. It's just, bro, I just want to live. I just want the work that I do to reward me. That's really all. Mm. I don't want to have to be afraid of what is going to happen when I step out of my house. If I'm going to get shot, if I'm going to get arrested, if I have to bribe five people, I don't have to bribe you for a contract. I don't have, do you understand? Like all that stress. Mm-hmm. Can I just live? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot, but definitely it's, 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 it's a marathon. So I guess it's, we're at the beginning of the marathon. I see how crazy it's I going know. to I'm I just, scared. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. But I think, I think that it's that fear that propels us to do better. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, for people that have even died, lay their lives on the line for mm-hmm. this country. Because that's what was so heartbreaking about the events on October 20th. You mm-hmm. know, and then the whole disregard for people's <laughs> lives. It's heartbreaking. It's yeah. even more heartbreaking because this is like a situation where you catch someone in a lie and then all the other lies make sense. Yeah. A lot of other events make sense. The Alba women's protest wasn't a riot. It was mm-hmm. a protest. Mm-hmm. You know, people that have died and you're like, how did this person die? Funshaw Williams. You know, some people like, how did this, like, mm-hmm. what, ha- what mm-hmm. really happened? What's the story? Because this just shows a blatant disregard for human life a blatant disregard for our intelligence and a show of their own I'm sorry to say stupidity to an extent mm. because it's like it is everywhere everybody saw it yeah, yeah. people from CNN watched that Instagram live yeah. are you practicing witchcraft <laughs> that's what it is at this point because how you know and it's man it's it breaks my heart yeah. man but what about the argument that if the government had already acceded or conceded rather mm-hmm. or actually accepted mm-hmm. that's English what I'm looking for the English word but anyway you should get my point conceded go- yeah, yeah exactly that's what, that's, that's what they wanted us to be exactly right? so okay. the government had already considered or accepted the five or five demands right mm-hmm. wouldn't it have been smart for people that are protesting whether online or offline to say okay the government has accepted mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. let us wait and see mm-hmm. how things would pan out before we now say we're going back on, on on the streets or going back online to amplify the movement personally i feel like a mistake that was made was that so after they claim to have conceded because it's not the first time that they said they're going of to course. end SARS. it's not the first time that you protest something and they'll verbally concede and go ahead and do whatever they want mm-hmm. right but what we could have done was okay we give you three months you know our demands. We've given it to you on paper. So we give you three months to start implementing. Mm-hmm. And we draw up because it's like, it's like you're doing project work, right? This person that has, that has the power to implement doesn't want to do the work. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? Sit down. It's fine. Should be, I'm stressing you, right? Relax. This is the plan. In three months, we want to have done this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. You've agreed, right? So that means you agreeing to our request automatically means you've agreed to this timeline. So we're not even going to negotiate a timeline with you. This is what we want in three months. Mm-hmm. And then watch that in three months again, come back out, which, which would have been, you know, a reasonable way to go. But then the risk in that exactly. is... The risk in that is in that timeline, <laughs> seeing the brute force that has been applied so far, mm-hmm. in that timeline, now we'll give them an opportunity to wipe people out or wipe things out or you know sort of destroy the movement or mm-hmm. destabilize you understand so there, so there was that risk involved so i understand why the, the the majority decision or just what people were thinking was not to give the timeline right so there's that now on the other hand seeing how far we were able to push right at least it's proving that for some, for some reason they're rattled why i don't know nobody knows why because nobody has said they've done anything aside from, aside from not ending SARS. 
you know so like it's almost like you're in a debate and this guy pulls out a gun and you're like what <laughs> why why I'm are you overreacting bro like, i'm just talking guy what's going on yeah <laughs> you know so um i feel like that's the situation that we found ourselves in you know and I mean, currently there's no no police on the streets. It's crazy right now outside. Oh God! <laughs> the times that I have, so I only just this is. I'd like to believe this is like my I guess third or fourth trip out of my house mm. since the 20th of October. And yesterday was very interesting. It was there was there was a ton of traffic yesterday. Oh, I, mean, I saw that my all mom, over Lagos. Yeah, I was on my way to the island. And by the time I got to the intersection that takes you to Third Mainland or Bagada, I saw people turning back. How far? What happened? They don't close bridge, and it was just eleven. So I go right, and somehow, 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 I end up at Papa. Huh? Yeah, based on like rerouting my map, all the roads were blocked. So I call my guy on the island. How far, guy? Check if the bridge coming back is closed. He checked. It's almost closed though, both ways. So from that papa and I had to use Festac. I went through my old area, Okota, Agor Palace. I even went to my former house just to see like might as well we're yeah, on a road right. trip. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Had things changed. Had things changed. No bro, it's still or the worse. same. They just put a major road in the middle. Wow. That's all. It's still the same. And this 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 takes it back to like, you know, it's now let's 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 be real. Let's be candid. These people told us that a monkey swallowed money. It wasn't a snake. And there was a snake. There was a monkey. Are you serious? And then there was a fake fire. And it's funny because you wonder where those water cannons that they shot at us came from. Came from, bro. I was shot at in Abuja. Wow. I was sprayed tear gas water cannons. Yeah, my so glasses. People, yeah. My glasses were broken. I was nearly abducted by men of the police force. Half the time I was running. I I could not believe I was running for my life. I could not believe I was running from police. I could not believe I was being shot at by police. My friend I was with, got, uh, my friend I was with, I went out with four friends. There was a video that went around online. I had someone fall off a car. Yeah, I yeah. saw that video. Those were my friends. Wow. Those were the people I came out with. And then shortly before then, me in another location trying to find them was running from police that had pulled up on us. They used one of my friend's phone to track us, pulled up on us to abduct us, me and a friend of mine. My friend got held, got beat up. Like, like I was, it was, I don't <laughs> We had to, at some point, we had to hide under a billboard because, like, the the the, the guys were patrolling mm-hmm. the area trying to pick up protesters. Police are that's supposed to protect. That's supposed to protect us. They're supposed to make sure that nobody's fighting our protests. Supposed to make sure nobody has any weapons that pro- yeah. are shooting at us. Wow. It's ridiculous because yeah. they did it so casually. No warning, nothing. Like you just pull up and it's start shooting at you. But anyway, back back to the point. I can't remember what point. We were talking, point. We were talking about like the Milan Bridge, you know, because they went to so, Papa. So yeah, so going through these different like areas of Lagos, it sort of reminds you that Omo um, we're in a bubble, hmm. and this fight is bigger than than just the police. Even the police self that they are instruments of oppression because they don't have it better. Their salaries are trash. They have to pay for their weapons themselves. <laughs> yeah, but the argument is that how many people have... I mean, my podcast now, I have to pay for everything. Am I shooting people around? Do you understand? Sure you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. It's not a good enough reason. So I'm saying, like, if you want to take up arms, take up arms against people that are oppressing you. Leave us alone mm-hmm. because we're all in this together. It's ridiculous. To your point about that bubble, a, one of my um, friends lives in, this, my, lives in the same estate with my mother. Um, mm. we had, I had gone to exercise in the morning. I think it was, like, two days before 
the 20th mm-hmm. and she was saying that you know she was stuck in traffic but mm-hmm. for like she was like eight hours and then mm-hmm. also she left her office at 10 mm-hmm. she got home at 11 p.m and she was saying that she had to take um somewhere in um i think bagada or somewhere and she said shade nigeria is on is a, is a time bomb it is she said because she did not know that these places existed yes that people are suffering people in are this suffering. country there's so much poverty it's hey, ridiculous God. and then it makes you like the past month has literally opened my eyes to the privilege that i have even though i think i don't have a lot because everything i own i had to work for it from scratch <laughs> you know me now that yeah year. yeah from scratch it's like people that know me then have seen me grow, grow. Yeah, so it's like think about this and then think about someone else that's living a parallel life you might be in the same area guy this person might be down the street from you yeah but their life is totally different it's mind-boggling it, it is it is <laughs> it's mind-boggling um, yeah i don't know i just i have no words but my next question is yeah. <laughs> I, i don't know what to respond to that because it's it's frustrating mm-hmm. and it's um overwhelming mm-hmm. because you it feels like nigeria feels like there's so many fires you don't know which don't one know which to, one put to out. point first yeah it's like okay there's one that there's you know and even when you put out one another one is you know so it's like but what about your thoughts um what actually what are your thoughts on the judicial panels of inquiry that have been set up do you think that they will be instrumental or helpful in people that are victims of police brutality or family members or people that are victims of police brutality get justice personally i'm wary of anything that is set up by the currently existing system because it will be biased and it will be at the mercy of that system. I saw pictures from the first hearing. They were trying to make reps that came, like people that came mm-hmm. from like, the youth and all that. They were trying to make them sign a uh, an NDA form stating that everything discussed in that meeting will not be discussed outside or won't be recorded and blah, blah, blah. Like, why? Who are you lying to? They know what they're doing, man. It's stupid. Because you're going to just watch it and laugh at it. It's stupid. I saw videos from the House of Assembly. One Muji saw that. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you that. What are your yeah, thoughts on that? They're very stupid. <laughs> I say this with no fear in my heart. They're very stupid. Because, like, they too, they will play those videos back and be like, oh, man, wow, you know, I can't curse. But, like, now, wow, this is someone's mother. Best believe those people are real. I had a friend that I had to unfriend. His parents had the same mind state. His mom, especially, had the same mind state. It's like anybody that's not in my financial class is a riffraff and doesn't deserve anything. It's stupid. But it's, it's why it's eating into the brain of a lot of older Nigerians. And it's very sad because this is a basic problem that can be solved by just taking a walk out of your house and seeing how people are living. Like, stay connected to your reality. It is real that people are poor. The food that you're hoarding that you want to use and do popularity contests, bro, it's not that deep. For somebody else, they need that food to stay alive. For yeah. you, it's social media points. It's clout. But, you know, to your point about step out of your, go out of your environment, I don't think you even need to do that. Just driving in your car, driving in traffic, car, do you, understand? you in see traffic, young you children see young hawking. People hawking. People that should be in school. People that if you talk to them, you realize people are actually way smarter than I thought. Exactly. I was at the passport office the other day and I was talking to some guy. If you look at this guy at one glance, you probably think maybe he's a vulcanizer or something. This guy walked up to me and said, oh, sorry, bro, good afternoon. I have an issue with my form and blah, blah. Show me. I was like, wow. And we had a conversation and I moved on. I was like, it's amazing how many, I met people like that at the protests. You look at them and you just write them off, but then you talk to them and you realize, wow, 
he might not speak the best English. Mm-hmm. He might speak pidgin. He might even mm-hmm. surprise you and speak the best English. Like it's mm-hmm. it's Nigeria guy. That that spirit of being, you know, of being the unassuming smart guy or the the guy that nobody knows. It's it's in everybody. It's not just reserved for people that have money or people that can go abroad. Mm-hmm. It's in everybody. And once people understand the value of that, I feel like Nigerians will even start to treat themselves better hmm. first. Because that self-regard, that self-respect, yeah. that self-shame yeah. is what a lot of the older generation do not have. I've seen people, and that's why that's why someone like me will easily be maybe a, a radical at wherever I work. Because like, I'm not with the, you know, bleep, bro. <laughs> okay, but, okay, but do you know that? You know, I was talking to my mom about that. I was Because she's, a lot of time my mother says, I can be very brash in mm. my feedback mm. i'm not brash in a way not brash per se because she says i'm obviously I'm, i feel like i feel like if i can say that myself i'm very respectful mm-hmm. my yoruba side always sometimes mm-hmm. comes into play mm-hmm. but i feel like there's the argument to be said that mm-hmm. your generation even my generation we need to somehow walk a careful line when it comes to respecting older people and not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Now, there is room for calling older people out on their BS. Mm-hmm. Trash is trash. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But it should never be that you see an older person, and right? your motive is to disrespect them. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you, is that something? Yeah, definitely. Me, personally, I've... I've, I, well, I like to say I was raised right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I believe so, right? And I try to be very... I'm very empathic. So I'm, I watch what I say to people. I watch how I react to people. I try to, you know, take my time and construct whenever I'm trying to criticize. I try to, you know, use more. It's, it's personal work I've mm-hmm. been doing for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. You get. No, a lot of people do that. No, a lot of people know that. So there's that conversation to be had. And now there's also the conversation of people hitting the truth or like when you tell them this is when you call what it is, what it is, and you say this is what it is. And, you know, I demand that we, you know, check this. So I'm calling this out because it's something I've noticed. And Nigerians feel like once you disagree with them, it's a call to war. Or once you have a contradicting opinion, it's a call for a fight. Nah. Like, we live different realities. What is wrong with you? Do you have my brain in your head? Mm -hmm. You know? And I find that a lot of times, especially communication is a very big problem with Nigerians. I can tell you this for free. 95%. Even people that you think should not have communication problem. Even people that work in communications, mm-hmm. bro, in advertising. <laughs> Even people that work in communications yeah. have communication problems, you know? And what that now becomes, or what the situation that now leaves us in is a situation where people are listening to respond and not to understand. Because the conversation is, okay, I might not agree with your point of view, mm-hmm. but explain it to me. Let me understand it. Let me have a logical you know, reason for why you're thinking like this or why you're doing this. So I'd be like, oh, okay, so that's what it is. Okay, that's cool. But on my side of the table, this is what it is. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You guys, So at that point, we now make an informed decision together. Whether it could be in agreement or disagreement, but it's an informed decision. Mm-hmm. And not, oh, I've said this and that's what it is. Anything else, go, go get out, is BS. Are you... T- are you a tree? My, my, my boss always says that, Shadi. I think that, you know, you, you are hearing one thing. I'm, seeing, yeah, hear, I'm hearing another thing. Do you, you understand? Know? It's, so it's, it's, um, it's really true. It's really, really true. I mean, one of my prayers is always, every day is like, Lord, help me to be slow to speak and be quick to listen mm. because it's, it's important that we hear people. Mm-hmm. Hear what the person has to say. Don't mm-hmm. be like, I want to prove to Dawson that me, Seth, I know the matter. No, hear what the person, hear has, what to person say, has to say. You know? Yeah. Now, um, as... You notice as a musician, lots of Nigerian artists were very supportive of mm-hmm. the NSAS protest. Mm-hmm. 
as an artist, do you think that that was important? And did, do you also think that that was helpful in um, helping the protest achieve um, traction? Yeah, um, yes and yes. I think that it was helpful for traction because in this country, unfortunately, it's popularity Olympics every day, every day. Popularity, I like that word. It's popularity Olympics. Who has more clout? Who has more following? Who has more money? Who's mm-hmm. driving better cars? So for some weird reason, once you're popular, they won't try to kill you or try to harass you. Mm. They might try, but it's like, ah, is it not this person? Mm. Ah, leave our superstar, blah, blah. And they'll free you. Do you understand? So it's important that popular artists and popular people generally, you know, you get go. behind movements like this because you, we don't, we're never asking for you to go and fight and die on the line nah just let them know that you're about it let them know that you're with these people you know that's one and two it's important that musicians or artists or creatives in general are involved in movements like this popular or not because there's one thing i said i can't remember when i said this was a while ago is art is literally like a capsule for you to help store stuff is why you take pictures for important moments. It's why you have a favorite song you remember from when you were 18. It's why you have... Do you understand? So I want to be able to listen to a catalog and be like, oh, so this is when they were protesting in night. That's when they made this song. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, this is when... Like how maybe I'll randomly say on my on, on my last album when I randomly say something about my um, my shocks are bad. And then like, oh, there's one car he used to drive that had bad shocks. Do you get... So mm-hmm. it's like, it's just things it's like it's like a map so yeah it's it's very important for documentation now what about the fact that maybe there's some movements or protests that artists may not be well informed on and they feel the pressure to just support it i know that i know for cardi she was she had to apologize for i guess sharing some protests i think um i'm not sure sure what it was i know that she had to apologize for something i think it had to do like armenian culture Mm. and she said that it was my friend that told me to (laughs) share it so Mm. what responsibility do artists and creatives have particularly those that have a large following Mm. to be very thoughtful and informed Mm. about Mm. what they support the first rule of being a part of anything or supporting anything is to (laughs) ask yourself if it's your reality first you get you're not doing it because you have to or rather you're not doing it because you want to or because they ask you to because you have to because it's, it's what it is in your life mm-hmm. right for someone like a cardi b i mean i won't be mad if cardi b doesn't post about answers because she doesn't live in night but she posts about black lives matter so if it was a conversation where answers meets black lives matter and she was in a room she would probably understand and yeah okay let me support that mm-hmm. you know so on both ends one is important for the artist to you know not just be doing it for clout you understand it's only mm-hmm. important for you to do it when it's your reality if it's not your reality it's an option you don't have to now one of the recurrent narratives during the end protests and even up to today is that about the lack of protest songs in nigeria <laughs> and um <laughs> it's a as, lack of songs with any backbone to yeah, it to be honest and <laughs> as you kind of alluded to nina simone as you know famously said that an artist's job or an artist's duty is to reflect it's the times exactly and we have lots of nigerian artists that say that that one is true, but in Nigeria, people just want to fudge. But do you think that with the shift that we have seen in people's minds over the past couple of weeks, that's going to change? Now, the thing is, first and foremost, God bless Burner Boy because he's one of the most popular proof because I, I can list a whole booklet of artists that are, you know, making music that's relevant to their reality and it's not even necessarily sad songs. Mm-hmm. You, get, you mm-hmm. can talk about... You can talk. Fifty Cent used to talk about murder and make it sound nice. 
talk about his people getting shot like my homie got shot and, and you'll be bumping your head like yeah. oh that's fire bro yeah. you understand same thing my point to burner boy burner boy talks about everything and makes it sound nice people can do it a lot of nigerian artists are just lazy <laughs> and that's facts i mean no no like no discredit to because a lot of nigerian artists are not doing it yet but there are also a lot more that are doing it people like myself people like I mean, but, but, but there are people that are doing it yeah right i mean look at the kutis you have exactly you have, the Fela, you have exactly. Femi, you have Sean, exactly african china exactly. you have idris you have asha so thankfully we're we're now at a time where the power is in your streams right and you can get streams from anywhere in the world you can find now it's easier to find your audience and this, this is another thing that goes back to the general structure of nigeria as a country and its different industries that have been structured based on how the higher powers are structured mm-hmm. it's literally monopoly right so a bunch of people will sit in in a room and say oh this is the type of music that's going to move numbers if you're not doing this song we're not going to sign you you understand? Mm-hmm. Or they sign you and try to make you make that type of music. And then they create a whole system that supports that type of music. And then everybody else that comes up with something new is seen as an op. <laughs> what, what's an Okay, so I keep thinking, what's an op? Opposition. Be, oh, okay. So the ops, okay, yeah. now, I'm not, now I'm in the know. <laughs> I see that I'm like, what the hell? Is that? Oh, I, n- I never, I never had the common sense to look it, look it up on Google. <laughs> but go on, sorry. Yeah. So I mean, thankfully, we're we're now in a time where it's social media, man. I can have, I currently have my most streams from India mm. on a song I released in 2018. Wow. Titled Sketchers. <laughs> Do you see how yeah. random that yeah. is? Yeah. And it's funny because like. I'm trying to see my, my final dream and hope for that song is for Sketches to use it for a campaign. Amen. So, Put it out to the universe. Um, oh, I'm mean, in the idea. Yeah, we, that's cool. We've done introductions. Say, oh, we saw this song. I like it. We'll check it out. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Please, yeah, please hit me back. Everybody right I message them like, hey, boo, what's yeah. up? Yeah, no, you have to be persistent. Yeah. I have to be. But anyway, like, we, we live in a time where now you can create your music to feed your audience create what you would like them to hear what they like to hear you, people now listen to music based on what is relevant to them it's it's gradual That's but true. it's shifting yeah not everybody is listening to all the you go to the club to listen to the club bangers mm-hmm. you go to popular places outside to listen to popular music when you get back to your house what's on your phone mm. is what you like what's on your youtube music is what you like yeah. what's on your computer is what you like you guys so we're gradually making that shift so at the end of the day right now we're in a time where content is king so if you can figure out how to you know make your music create content to support it find a story that's compelling because people buy into stories True. your beats are hard okay your hooks are fire fantastic right the song will do its round three months is done mm. next song takes over but what's the story what's the emotion mm. how does it make people feel so yeah, yeah. Speaking of you saying that, you know, you are very particular about ensuring that you're speaking to your reality mm. during the protest, I thought of two of your songs off your Two Birds, One Stone EP, which mm. is Oga Police and City yeah. of Excellence. Yeah. Listening to those songs now, does it have more meaning or less meaning for you? Because I know that when I, when I heard it initially, mm. when I first heard it, like, when you, I think 2018, 2018 right? Yeah. Uh, I particularly love Oga Police. Like, yeah. it's really, it's a cool song, but you're like, dang, talking about police brutality here. Yeah, Do you understand? Key. Yeah, right? Very casual. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and in of excellence, you're talking about Lagos, all the complexities, yeah. and then when you're not here, think about what happened on the 20th. It's such a bittersweet slash heartbreaking feeling yeah so how has um listening to those songs felt for you when you when you hear them again man 
city of excellence especially because like it just shows you the, it shows you the different layers because on that song i talk about how my mom told me oh don't trust your people oh don't do that mm-hmm. it's like stereotypical just just tribalism low-key mm-hmm. but then when you now look at how people treat other people you see reasons why they have those suspicions you mm-hmm. see people see reasons why we have those stereotypes yeah. you see so it's it's a harsh reminder the the events of the last month have been like a very harsh reminder That's and what I thought as well. it's i mean it, i mean it states where like you might get a text from me on a random day saying oh now i live in ghana loki <laughs> we're still gonna get to that because <laughs> <laughs> if i don't see canada if i don't see you okay, i might as well just do ghana yeah. just fade and you know try and fix from outside because i'm not gonna die bro like I'm sorry, this might be the most unpatriotic thing because, like, for the longest, I don't even care about politics. Like, I'm not a political person. I'm not one for, like, titles and positions and all that. I feel like it it irritates me because I've seen how people behave because of that, you know? But anyway, back to my point. Like, it's it's just a harsh reminder that, Omo, is this place worth dying for? Like, really, though, like, wow, are these people I'm going to die for? (laughs) <laughs> but, but, don't, but don't you think that like you said the past one month has mm. made it clear that people are i mean people did die yeah, knowing what's going do you understand people, so people, yeah. do you think that for a lot of nigerians people are now saying that okay it, it is i am willing to die for this country it's because yeah it's no it's a do or die affair no me i am very aware of the fact that living in nigeria right now mm-hmm. existing with everything that has happened and being a person of my age my age has put a target on my back already, number one. Mm. The way I look has put a target on my back from time. Mm. Do you understand? So now it's it's more real to me. So living here and working here and trying to contribute to a change here is literally a do or die affair. <laughs> if you're not dead, you're doing it. You're doing it until you die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's that. So I believe that so another layer, I believe that another layer to that now is now you saying, Okay, this is the reality. What are my other options? worst case scenario because nobody wants to be stranded bro my passport expired and i was i was panicking like oh my passport actually expired for the longest and i didn't even touch it because my head went, yeah when i want to travel like, mm. bro i went to light up my passport office the other day <laughs> on go so like bro if it's time to fade i'll just be like okay this one has passed my power and i'll just look for where to go but because self-preservation is very important like it's scary no matter how like patriotic or whatever like I'm a human being and my yeah. first instinct to this kind of situation is I am afraid because there's so much uncertainty. I don't know what next week is going to look like. You know, I was telling someone, my friend yesterday, we were speaking and he was he was talking about the challenges with just living in Nigeria, mm-hmm. even though he's also privileged. And I was telling him about the fact that everybody in Nigeria cannot leave Nigeria. Everybody can afford to leave. And I was telling him that I say that keenly aware that I do have dual citizenship. So it's easy for me to see. (laughs) I'm getting to a point. (laughs) She go wash pants. I know, man. I get washing machine. We don't have to use our hands. That's true. (laughs) No, but jokes aside, um, I said I call her glamour. Did you ever see glamour girls? 
Nah. Okay. I wish. I hope they make have a remake because that's a dope movie. But this particular scene that um, old, really amazing movie, Clarence Chukura, um, not, um, you care, I don't know. Be anywho. My point is that everybody in Nigeria cannot leave Nigeria, yeah. Yeah. so we have to make it work. Yeah. Like we we can't all leave Nigeria. Even if we all go to Ghana, even if you go to, there are people that don't have that luxury. They don't have that opportunity. So what happens to them? Are we <laughs> now going to say we're going to let them die? Exactly, bro. Ah, <laughs> see, uh, these things keep me up at night. I have not been able to sleep properly yeah, for yeah. the past three weeks. I've been having nightmares where I'm being chased by police in I my, can imagine. my sleep. Yeah, I've been having nightmares where I'm driving and police pulls up on me, a truckload of them, and it's. <sighs> Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, and you mentioned something about um, parents when they tell us some of these stereotypes. Mm. Do you think that Nigerian parents have been unknowingly instrumental to the profiling that young yes. people go th- um, experience with police officers? Yes. Because a lot of Nigerian parents say, "Ah, you dye your hair, or you have tattoo, or you're a bad child." Exactly. First, when I saw my dad for the first time. After like 10 years, long story. But like, so I had earrings in. And it's like, oh, you have earrings now. How don't you think you should tell? I told him, bro, <laughs> like, just leave it. Just leave <laughs> Free me. Free that Free that matter. <laughs> like, you didn't, you should have caught me two years ago <laughs> to make this case, not now. Mm. But yeah, I feel like Nigerian parents, yes, they've been very instrumental. And I find that sometimes it might not be their fault. It might mm. be out of fear. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Out of what the media or the government has fed them and said, oh, these people's children, that these people that were killed at so-and-so or that were arrested were arrested because they were hoodlums. Mm. They had earrings, mm. they dyed their hair. So the parents, out of fear, will be like, okay, okay, let's make sure that we don't do this. Yeah. And then next week, there's a new set of rules. Uh, it's how you adapt and adjust. The same thing that they do everywhere across industries. It's how they nearly ban them, go and all them guys. You understand? Just one day, come up with a policy and an agenda. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody, instead of fighting back readjust you want to ban my twitter they want to ban twitter they want to ban bro if you take my twitter away i'll fight somebody if you take my social media because that's the only thing that makes this country survivable see let me tell you something this is this is a random theory please don't kill me for this please please i don't want to die whoever's <laughs> listening right but <clears throat> maintaining control over an oppressed set of people, right? The major tools are poverty and distractions. Look at the North. It doesn't make any sense, the amount of poverty that's in the North. But a lot of them are fine with it. Why? Because they're drugged up all the time. That's their distraction. So does that, does that, does that give credence to... Um um, Sunny, uh, is it Lagos lawmaker Mujisola's point that a lot of Nigerian youth are drugs? She says that because she knows it's a tool that they use for control. So she can say it as a fact based on the pain she has caused people, based on her being an oppressor and want to use that to argue a point. Is how you gaslight somebody into thinking they're crazy when you're the enabler of the crazy. They've taken away everything else from them. So they don't have any distractions. They don't have any distractions that are healthy. They don't have access to social media or technology as much as we do and it's no fault of theirs it's the system now look down to us in the south right yes there's poverty yes there are drugs but then we have social media we have you know the internet we have 
industries where a lot of industries were established here so you can go out and actively look for work and maybe get lucky and you know there's a bunch of distractions that will keep you focused on what's important to you right now what they've done to those distractions is create systems that cripple your progress in those so that's how someone work one job for four years and be paid the same thing and be content with it i went back to my former area like i mentioned the woman that sells food at the junction the woman that sells food stuff the, like they're still the same people the same families and it's not because they don't want better but they've come to understand that this system is exactly. <laughs> developed to cripple us so let's just chill we manage found balance ourselves. here let's just manage here and just keep it pushing but now this is me being crazy so they ban social media yeah isn't that more reason for us to want to make the country so less distraction? We can now mobilize. Now, now and, to my, my point is, uh, social media is is now a positive distraction, a distraction that makes you realize that you can live above this. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you go on your Twitter and you see people in the US. Yeah, you see people in the UK. You see people in Canada. Yeah. It's like oh, this is what's going a different on. Different reality. It's a different reality. It's like oh, okay, I can have that. I can create that. Do you understand? So f- to these people, it's a threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can see that you are, you are, you are, um, you you can demand better. You can demand better. That's their first offense. That was even the first offense with the protest. It wasn't that we were protesting. No, is ah uh-uh, these children, bro. One of them senators was tweeting something about how my children. Bro, I replied, I was like, yo, nobody here is a child, my guy. These are people that you work for. Mm. Address everyone respectfully. Mm. Nobody here is a child. So their first offense is, ah, why, why are they even, what makes them think they can actually say this and we'll do it? Hey, yeah. hey, they try to tell us our jobs. That's their first impression, yeah. which is an impression that you see play out amongst older folk across. It's, it's you know, it's, yeah. It's a mind thing. It is. Because in preparing for your interview, I was telling my mom that one of my questions was about, um, the tattoos and um hair that's colored mm-hmm. i started how that if you remember um my mother when i got my tattoos i got it on my back mm-hmm. because first of all i i, w- I was going to i was considering my arm mm-hmm. and obviously I, was, I wasn't considering my face mm-hmm. but i just besides that me being a lawyer i knew i had to be in a corporate mm-hmm. field and legal fields you know people have those reservations i just don't can't stand judgmental older people yes you know I can't stand them for anything. I, I don't know and, and which which also reinforces the point that this our need for respect 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 is problematic yes. because um you have people that are older than you gaslighting you as we say or yeah. telling you that who are you to demand, to better? demand better like yeah. what gives you that right yeah. and you just be like i don't understand so because i'm young or i'm slightly <laughs> older i am not I, do, I have no right to demand better for myself or for the country. <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy because, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in our generation that, are, that have slowly and subconsciously taken on this mind state. But now, obviously, it's translated differently to the tune of who's cool and who's not cool. Who has this and who doesn't have that. So mm. it's like you create levels, right, and say, oh... I was talking to somebody the other day. I was out and I was like, oh, okay, I'm at a games thing, pull up, right? And her first response, this is someone that we're the same age, mm. <coughs> probably earn around the same thing, I don't know. And first response was, ah, these youngins, 
I'm like, well, sorry, excuse you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sorry, before that, the question was, who's there? I'm like, oh, just a bunch of friends. Nobody I think you know, because, like, it's a whole different universe of people that the person doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Right? And her response was, oh, this young kid. So I'm like, eh? How did the age or how did that, how was mm-hmm. that conversation? Mm-hmm. You know, and my response was, isn't, isn't this a bit conceited? Like, what are you trying to say? She's like, oh, no, no. She just thought that, you know, she might not fit in because people are young. I'm like, did you hear me say anything about anybody's age? You understand? Like, mm-hmm. So so you see those things yes. seep in. Yeah. Passism, ageism, all that, all that, all that ridiculous BS. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like we need to start doing the work right now to catch ourselves so that we don't end up like these people. Every now and then, I can't even lie, as a person, sometimes it creeps in. Of course, someone, like, we're human looking, beings yeah, and looking you down, catch yourself. Yeah, looking down on someone else. But like, every time it nearly, I, I try to remind myself, my guy, see, all it takes is two bad decisions and you're that person. Yeah, yeah. Even all two it, may be too much. One two may be too much. One. All it takes is, God forbid, one illness. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you realize that the car you're driving, you sell it for over 1,800k and it's, it's nothing. <laughs> You know, so I feel like we we need to even as as even as we're fighting and you know trying to demand for better, we need to also be conscious of ourselves. Yeah, because it's the same young people that a lot of a lot of young people are tools. A lot of young people don't even realize that they're tools. You serve a system that's built to oppress you. Yeah, you don't even realize. Some people were paid to tweet that the shootings were a lie. To them, they just made their next fifty k to solve two problems they don't even realize that yo this tweet you just put out you've you've damaged a whole generation of people by doing this they don't realize it now goes back to the conversation of self-worth self-value do you understand who you are who are you speaking of doing the work speaking of who are you speaking of do you know who you are speaking of all these different things that come with people (laughs) having common sense and mental health yeah i feel like your generation even my generation as well, we're very particular about mental health. Your generation, for sure. Like, it's mm. people are very... Wait, you were not that old. Ah, 34. Oh, okay. 34. So, okay, there, there's yeah, a bit of... There's yeah. a bit of um, you, you, if we were in a relationship, you'd be my sugar mom. <laughs> basically. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, your generation, people are more Aware. open to yeah. speak about mental health. For you, I know that I think I've seen you speak about mental health and how why that is important. Mm-hmm. Why was that important for you to take your mental health seriously mm-hmm. and ensure that you are constantly working on yourself to be a better version of who you're trying to become? Well, I had um, my most depressing year. Or was it two years? Between 2016 and 2017. So I was signed to this label that wasn't doing anything for me. And they were even doing more to sabotage my efforts and my work than they were to support me. And Why did you say so? Oh, because I, things happen. It's facts. Emails have, I saw you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. Bro, it was deep. It was deep. Like, it was deep. But anyway, I'm not even going to start getting mm-hmm, into mm-hmm, detail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that period of my life, I was extremely depressed now mind you during this period (laughs) on the front end people that were looking in from the outside will say oh i was successful um because from 2015 up until 2016 i was on tensile Mm -hmm. you know i was acting 2017 
2017, I had the Young Culture Tour. We did six shows. I put out two, three singles. So it was looking like, you know, because I was just, that, all that work was literally just me just trying mm-hmm. to help myself. It was mm-hmm. literally just all me just pushing for things for myself, you know, and thankfully those we're efforts popping. were, yeah, were rewarded mm-hmm. to an extent. Even if those efforts too were not the reason for, hey, see, bro, it's long. But anyway, <laughs> it was very depressing. And then for that period, I mean, I couldn't afford to shrink. I couldn't afford to talk to a therapist. So I had to start doing the work by myself. I would take long walks in my estate and just cry it out. I started because for, for a while, I had an addiction problem, you know? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything if I didn't smoke. I couldn't eat if I didn't mm-hmm. smoke. I couldn't, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I would wake up in the middle of the night to throw up mm. because indigestion, because yeah. everything is in my system, yeah. all that shit. I was starting to gain weight. The label used to call me fat. They used to bully me and call me fat. And I'll go out and do shows. They would give me a styling budget, but they would yab my feet and say I'm wearing rubbish. It was just a lot of rubbish, to be honest. But anyway, so I had to now start making healthier decisions with my food and what I was taking in and blah, blah, blah. And seeing how I was able to do that by myself, it sort of gave me like a push. In twenty eighteen I was like, okay, like I'm I've I've done all right. I recently got a therapist and I've only done one session. Not because I don't want to, but it's like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good. I've I've not I'm not in that place again. Mm-hmm. So all we just do is check ins. Oh, how far how you doing? How you feeling? Are you good? Blah blah blah. You know, move on. So like being able to do that work, the first step to that was understanding and recognizing that, okay, there's a problem. This is not normal. Do you understand? But at the same time, you can't run away from it because how many drugs do you want to do? How many people do you want to sleep with? How many places do you want to travel to? It will still be in your head. Yeah. It will still mess you up. Yeah. So it's very important that a lot of us right now, because my generation unfortunately is one that has had to go through a lot at such an early age because a lot of us now are startup owners and content creators and blah 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 these are businesses and 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 you know lines of light that we created for ourselves so all that stress of having to learn how to do it or you know realizing oh, i'm not cut out for this but i have to do it to survive or this, this, this whether privileged or not everyone had their own levels okay. you know it's very important that we take time to fully assess ourselves because a lot of Nigerians you realize live their daily lives off of PTSD a lot of actions are literally reactions to traumatic experiences that's why you meet someone and for some weird reason they'll tell you they can't trust you why <laughs> you don't even know me <laughs> oh that's how there's one I was get, there's one I've been getting a lot of this year was oh wow everything I thought about you I was actually wrong you know mm-hmm. but then these people may have or not even may have definitely have made decisions or interacted with you based off of their presumptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not knowing that those presumptions are off of triggers. It's just PTSD. Yeah. And then you have to suffer for that. Then you have to now learn how not to react to, with, to that so that it doesn't become a toxic. So it's just, it's a, it's a whole battle. <laughs> I literally had that conversation <laughs> yesterday. I said that a lot of people in Nigeria who are in leadership positions, mm. a lot of them are carrying emotional baggage that they need to go and fix. Yes. Because they are reacting and lashing out at their um, people that they're in charge of. Mm-hmm. And it is causing those ones to have emotional issues 
there are too many pe- and interestingly my first degree is in psychology and i, I studied I wish psych- i studied psychology yeah I wish I it's studied great because and i was going to say to your point about speaking to your therapist i feel like you don't have to go and see your therapist because you have an issue just check mm. in just yeah. have a conversation yeah. you know like and i think because i think that a lot of us think that oh you need to go and speak to your therapist when things are bad no mm. even when things are going well mm. just checking talk talk through your process that is very helpful as well but my decision to go and study psychology and I actually was going to get a PhD was because growing up, I just saw so many people in Nigeria have issues. Mm-hmm. There's so much secrecy. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that people in Nigeria, I feel like we have a lot of problems. But when I just realized that, oh, well, that PhD is a long thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to do a mass therapy yeah, session. Yeah, like you a, know. But I'm so glad to hear that though because it's really, really important. Yeah. That, that, that thing that you said, and I think people, do people think that it's just woo-woo or it's like, you know, bougie people that think that no we need to ask ourselves who are we yeah who you know like how do you love yourself how do you because that how do you feel about yourself yes because that reflects in how you treat other people people. yeah you know yeah someone tweeted at me the other day and said oh this truth guy i would like to meet him because every time i I see him on the timeline is good vibes i'm like bro like i probably have more problems than you but (laughs) i've decided to say you know what this is what I'm going to be about. This is what I'm going to give my energy and my attention to. Yeah. Because there will always be problems. Yeah. If I can't solve it today, I'll keep it in the shelf. Maybe next week I'll figure out how yeah. to solve it and it will come to me. So let yeah. me just focus on being happy and staying active. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's the, that's, you know, that's the way comp- compartmentalize, you know, the The, the wahala, things, you understand, right? so that you can deal with them separately as yeah. separate things so that the feeling from this doesn't spill into the feeling. It's like having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, creatively... What can we expect from you? How has the NSARS movement, <laughs> so as you know, ongoing um, situation affected you as a creative? What should we be expecting? What's funny is I had recorded a whole album before this entire thing. Mm. It's coming. It's supposed to come out by November. Where happy new month, by the way. <laughs> okay, seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, no, that, that just annoys me. Can I just say so? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> go That's ahead. I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, so the album is called Smoke Break. And it's called Smoke Break? Yeah, Smoke Break. Okay. So the idea behind it, so I started this album last year and um, I finished it during the COVID lockdown period. So mm. by about july august i was done recording okay and we started the mixing and mastering process and uh, basically it comes from a place of i'm um, we had a long year man like everyone deserves a smoke break so whatever that smoke break is for you if you want to chill and eat if you want to smoke if you want to drink if you want to spend time with your, you know what just take a break you know and then this album is the soundtrack to that break so yeah so that's still coming smoke break and um i guess now what we have to do is just you know build the content around that to sort of reflect you know the visual Mm -hmm. content and whatever story we're telling because i mean it still falls on that we've had a long year Mm. to be honest because things don't stop it feels like not long years it feels like long two (laughs) long two like twice the year we've had three years in one exactly so like yeah so it's uh it's a, you know, sit back, relax. You know, the music on there is very, it's a different, you know, with every project, it's a different truth because mm-hmm. there's growth and there's, you know, you learn more things, you mm-hmm. learn new things, you discover new sounds. And which producers are you working with on this project? I produced, it's 11 songs on it. I produced two. Um, Jesse Alodia, Eva okay. Alodia's younger brother, yeah. also produced two on it. Um, Ladio Nolodja normal level okay. <laughs> coincidentally he's the guy that owns Berg shout out to Berg <laughs> we produced on it as well um, I have a friend of mine from uni OG amazing mm-hmm. producer 
I have another friend of mine from uni who's also a Grammy nominated producer, Good TMXO. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so that's he's cool. on it. And he also aired out a couple of the songs because when that's we're cool. done making music, I just played it back with him and said, How far? Tips, you know, pointers here and there. Uh, and then Bigfoot is handling the sound engineering. Great, great. So Bigfoot, Bigfoot is amazing. So. Bigfoot is amazing. That's cool. Bigfoot is cool people. That's cool. Now, in terms of. Um, your references or mm. reference see i always say that sometimes that like you said that english maybe i should just english be speaking you can speak you know right comes to you. so so you know say that <laughs> don't <laughs> don't <laughs> wait let me try again so you know say you reference that um you know say you reference say you be okay okay you know say you reference say you can't even use reference you know say you talk say okay so you know say you talk say you want jackpot because yeah, Nigeria don't about. stress you. Yeah. Eh? Now, as you be creative, right? Yeah. You're a creative person. Yeah. How's that going to affect? I, th- I, feel, I feel like, okay, this is my this is my analysis for you. Mm. That if you leave the country, whether it's to Ghana or mm. Canada, wherever, mm. as a creative or someone, who, someone who's in advertising, mm. that's perfectly fine. Yeah, cause because I can get work Exactly. I can work remotely. I can exactly. Um, as an artist, I feel like that may be challenging Maybe because a lot of people want to come back to Nigeria to be on the ground, on the scene where things are popping. The solution to that is simple. It's social media. So a lot of people, I know I know the places that stream me the most in Lagos. I know I have the most streams in Ikeja. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I wanted to do a show, I'll just do Ikeja. Yeah, data yeah. analytics. Yeah, And you can just use my data. Mm-hmm. I know the radio stations that already play me. You get in Lagos. Mm-hmm. I know the stations that play. When I went to Abuja, I was in Abuja for three weeks. It was literally Twitter DMs. Hey, what's good? I'm in your city. How far? Let me slide by your station. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, nice one. I pull up. Just like, mm-hmm. it's it's that easy. And like the tools are in front of us. We just have to use them. Yep. You get. So I feel like location right now is no barrier. You can be in the UK and make music for the Nigerian audience and release it, and it will get to the Nigerian audience. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have your time, you plan out your shows, or you can even plan shows around the audience, audience in the diaspora. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm you mm-hmm. can, you can li- now you can literally just say, okay, this is what I want to do, and just build it. You know, so I, I don't think location would affect yeah. a lot of my work. I guess what 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 I'm more worried about if I ever move is. Okay, how do, where do I stay? Mm. How do I get around? You know, raising money to pay rent. How do I do that? How yeah. do I, you know, the logistics? Yeah. So, yeah. Will be the challenge. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think that's just the alternative argument because, you know, I'm sure you, you're an artist. You know that people always say, ah, I, I'm all, I have to be in Nigeria because I, I want to. to like, exactly. I mean, unfortunately, I never built my artist model around that. Yeah. I did shows, but it was my shows that I could control. So it's my audience. Yeah. I know that, okay, I don't have to depend on location. I can literally just build it anywhere I go. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, finally, before we go on to the fun random questions, <laughs> um, obviously, you know that COVID-19, obviously, because you're a human being like me. So yeah. COVID-19 has disrupted the entire world. Yeah. Um, particularly when you look at the entertainment industry, lots of shows canceled, lots of events canceled. When you look at yourself as someone who has a nine to five and also is an artist, has this situation with the global pandemic reinforced the need for artists to have a side hustle and yeah. actually have a regular source of income that you can use to propel your music or push your music? Yeah. So how I like to think of it is you're first a creative and then whatever you're good at creating, that becomes your superpower. 
that's your front right so you're an artist right your your strongest core is you make music there's probably a bunch of other things you can do and that you can do on a professional level and get paid so develop as many talents as you can it's it's, it's why american kids have that privilege of oh what are you good at you play sports okay go play basketball but still get your a's oh you can build stuff okay join the jet club or join join us mm-hmm. is they have that privilege so by the time they get to employable age it's a case of i want to chase my dreams and also do this a lot of us down here in nigeria weren't given the opportunity one also a lot of people are of that mind state of is this the thing you do just be known for that thing yeah. Yeah. it's very bro for the long like i'm i'm thankful that now a lot of people are starting to get it you know so when i when people ask me oh what do you do and i say oh i'm a music and advertising creative they get it now if i when i said that two three years ago they be like so do you make music mm. or are you an ad mm-hmm. guy or are you, it's not an either or it's an everything this is my portfolio this is everything i've done <laughs> do you get so mm-hmm. I, I find that artists need to start thinking in that regard in that you know state you're you're creative right so what else can you do as good as you can do music can you influence people to buy stuff are you an influencer or do you know how to make a travel blog or do you know how to run figures and numbers and Jonathan, like what else can you do yeah and just do it and just chase it and know that okay this is what's putting food and money on my table right now while i'm working on the music or yeah. while i'm working on any other like use your employment to fund your projects yeah literally. but the the alternative argument is that um how am i going to be able to grow my career and put out music if i'm pushing my energy into working and doing a nine to five mm. but isn't that the point of being disciplined Mm. and being able to manage your time because if you can't manage your time doing nine to five and um doing your music is it when you actually have a full career that you're going to yeah. not find the discipline yeah. you want to speak to that yeah so you have to learn to manage your time and also learning to manage your time and making sure that you know everything gets equal time comes from a place of you treating your music career artist career and whatever other career as equals because they are all different sides of you. So I was having a conversation with my mentor, one of my mentors. Actually, I only have one mentor. Well, so PD, shout out to PD Sha. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to buy him a mentorship ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So we're, we're having a conversation on the phone the other day. And, you know, I was talking about how I don't think I've made much progress as an artist and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I'm looking at it the wrong way. So if he's to ask me, do, do I think I've made progress as a creative? What will be my answer? I'll say, yeah, definitely. You know, I have Urban Yam Fest that I'm doing. I have a new, like, sound tech company that I'm developing, you know. I've done a couple of shows. I've done events for people. I've consulted. Blah, blah. And it's like, exactly, you've made progress. Do you understand? Because yeah. the next project that you're working on, the next Dietrich's album that you're working on, all that will come to play. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it will become better than the last one. Mm-hmm. That the last album you did, all the things that you didn't do for your other project, you tried to do it. So I feel like people need to look at their careers wholesomely. Honestly. It's a 360. Once people start thinking of it that way and start rewarding themselves for whatever progress that they make outside of the music, if it's a case of, ah, I wanted to drop an album, but because I have to pay my rent, I can't afford to, like, pay for like the stuff i need to create okay i've recorded the music show i'll keep it and i'll pay my rent mm-hmm. i reward myself well, at least i'm not homeless exactly so the next couple of months i can figure out how to drop the album it's yeah. like it's literally yeah. 
it's your life. Like literally compartmentalize everything you have to do and reward yourself accordingly yeah. as you move up. And stop using outside metrics as yeah, a, as your as a inside guide. guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, let me make sure I ask you that question. So now let's go into the fun random questions. My first question is, you have the opportunity to move and become a citizen of one of these countries. Which are you choosing and why? Yeah. The options are South Africa, Australia, or New Zealand. <laughs> I'm scared of Australian weather. I'm a black man. I'm not built. I'm built for enjoyment. I'm not built for extreme heat or extreme cold. Do you understand? Yeah. I really don't know what the economy is like. I haven't like read up mm-hmm. on that Pretty country. Good. The economy is really good, but like. They, they have like wildlife that runs into yeah, the house. Yeah, of course. I have like spiders. The Apollo Lao kangaroo will just run up, just run up on you and challenge you. To yeah, I saw okay, a video like, of a guy that kangaroo kidnapped his dog and took him to the woods. So you had to like follow the kangaroo and actually square up with the kangaroo. Yeah, like, yeah. Bro, that's, 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 that's too much. <laughs> so let's let's move that to one side. <laughs> New Zealand, I really like. They have very rich culture, and their urban life is you know pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then the other option is what again? South Africa? Hmm. Almost South Africa might be it too, but like xenophobia and, and them things because I'm still a Nigerian. So this move doesn't come with a free passport, does it? Okay, so, let, let's, so, you know so let's, let's, let us just assume that it comes with a free passport. Which one are you choosing? Let me throw that in the mix. comes with a free passport, mm-hmm. I almost slightly go South Africa. Mm, okay. Because I won't lie, man, there's that source of just being African and living in Africa. Do you get? I've been able to do things and say, yes, I'm African and I did it. Do you understand? Based on myself in my land, on my system. Yeah. You get? And also, South Africa is very economically forward and, you know, their entertainment and creative industry is actually an industry. Not just a bunch of guys making decisions. And yeah, so I guess maybe I'll go with South Africa. But like, if it's for just to have different like weather and yeah. just see different things maybe it's New, New Zealand, Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> just to flex okay alright second question is what are two things that people don't know about you hmm. that you find embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> why are you laughing cause I it like, must be bad nah it's not even bad I just have the most hilarious like character randomness oh, okay. <laughs> okay so one thing that i do that's very embarrassing but very like ridiculous is i make up random versions of songs that i sing to myself or like if you're hanging out with me at some point i'll bust into a random song that is the same melody but I flip the lyrics mm-hmm. you know so yeah. like it's someone else's song it could be my song it could be it's just whatever song that's in my head i have like a flip version yeah that i have rewritten <laughs> okay. so that's one so that's one okay second most embarrassing thing that's not really embarrassing but second but second better be embarrassing if not this question defeats that. <laughs> um when i'm at home mm-hmm. i spend most time in the nude are you serious yeah how do people do that? I'm not big on clothes, man. And I mean, like, look at me, I'm fine. So, might as well. <laughs> you know, shout out to people that just like, you know, raise them. So, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Okay. I'll give you a third one. Okay. So, I have a habit of biting my nails. Mm. Like, I don't, like, so I have nail cutters and stuff. But, yeah. like, I wait, when my nails grow out and they're due, I just literally just use my teeth. And, like, I do such a clean job. Why do you uh, do like, that? 
activity. <laughs> so it's not, it's not because you're like nervous, like you know. No, no, no. I never do LeBron. it out of that. Nah, I never do it out of that. It's based yeah. on like I just oh my nails. Oh, did you? Yeah, just really? Okay, I think your your Christmas present is gonna be another nail cutter. <laughs> I have like fifteen now. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay. So those are those are okay. Those two are good. Those two are good. So the third question: soundtrack to your protest. The mm-hmm. options are Fela Kuti's Vagabonds in Power, mm-hmm. Idris Abdul Karim's Jaga Jaga, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's They Don't Care About Us, mm-hmm. or Asha's Fire on the Mountain. I like to give people their flowers while they're alive. So I'll give it to Idris because he even came out and marched with us at Alausa. Yeah. So therefore, it's Idris. Me too. That, that song has always. I mean, I love Bella. I do. I love. I love everybody. Yeah, I love all the songs. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean that song. I've just loved that song yeah, since. Like, because it's 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 um very groovy, but the message is past. Clear. It's there's no. It's, the message is as raw. As it possible. is. It is. Same as Bella. <laughs> but okay. True. Fourth question: In the next three years, what are three things that you hope to see in Nigeria? From a social political perspective, oh, that one a heavy question, Abby. That one is heavy. I know you can do two if it's too heavy. <laughs> Why even one? Well, the first thing I would like to see is the end of SARS mm. and the reform of the police. Mm. Uh, local policing, definitely, because I want to know the guy that's at my junction. Yeah. I want to know him to his house so that if he messes up, I can look for him in his house. Mm-hmm. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I look for him tease. to communicate, not yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, of yes. course, not to burn down. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not like, that like a threat. Like, that's not a threat. Exactly, like, wow. Okay. But still, yeah. with the actual shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, another thing I really like to see is young and capable people in positions of influence. Young because mind state and the um, lower chance of getting corrupted capable because like you have to know how to do the job like i'm not going to i was interviewing for a job not too long ago and i was great for the role but like it wasn't my core so the potential employer was like you know what i really like you i want to give you this job but like it's not you can't do it like mm-hmm. you can't theoretically tell me how to do it but yeah. like practically you can't do it because it's not what you and i was like yeah that's very true so if you had like any other roles please give it to me yeah. you know so people that actually know the job do it um that's two three would be a stronger naira to dollar ratio bro i'm tired of getting random google debits that will nearly clear my account i'm tired of wanting to buy quality things and having to pay an arm and a leg for it you know asking for 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 them to start making quality things in Nigeria is a stretch right now. Do you understand? So let's not even let's not start wishing on two camels to enter uh, <laughs> on your road or whatever. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but for for the naira to the dollar to just become better, please, I beg, I beg. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so those are those are good three things. Yeah. And final question: Which squad? Are you picking to tackle corruption and oppression in Nigeria? <laughs> so who's your score? Who are you going with? Your options are X-Men, <laughs> The Avengers, <laughs> Justice League, or Good Nigerian Witches and Wizards. Nigerian Witches and Wizards have filled us. I said the good ones. They should take the back, <laughs> back seat, bro. They filled. When it was time to come out, they didn't come out. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, Nigerian Witches and The good ones, though. <laughs> So, um, so, so we have the X-Men, Avengers, X Men, Justice, Justice League. 
I'll say Justice League mm. for the efficiency of Batman. Batman? Yeah, he's efficient. He might not be powerful or anything, but he's the only guy that knows how to kill everybody if everybody needs to be killed, right? Or if everybody needs to be taken out of the equation just so that things can work. And Batman does not respect anybody. I'll put, you that, I'll put that to you. Superman has respect. He has yeah. home training. You know, the Green Lantern, to an extent, you yeah. know, Justice, you know, Guild of the Kinikinia, mm-hmm. Lights, Black Bowls, things like that. Wonder Woman. Yeah, just a Wonder Woman too. Upright, values, <laughs> emotions. Ah, I won't kill you, my brother. But Batman is like, oh, anybody can get the smoke with you. Mess up. <laughs> but what I, would, I, would have, I would have. That's like a Wolverine, but like yeah. Wolverine is less tactical. Yeah, that's true. Wolverine is not as smart as Batman. Unfortunately, but wouldn't you want to have um, Professor X because you can, you know, see into read minds? You yeah, so you know who's for real exactly. and who's not for real. You know? So imagine if we had a mashup and they invited Batman to join them. Mm, okay. Crossover. So X Men plus one. X Men plus one. <laughs> okay. But if you keep Cyclops and Jean out of the conversation, so that they don't come and use their yeah, yes, 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 that's team. true. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Your EP, I mean your album, rather. Yeah. You said Smoke Break. Smoke, Smoke Break, Break Smoke is Break. Uh, Smoke Break is coming out soon. November. November. You have a specific date, no? Initially, we we're going to do November fifth, but we had to move. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of the a lot of the sound engineering work is not done yet because yeah, of everything of going on. So yeah, okay. but we're still looking at a November release okay. so that people can enjoy it through December. Cool, cool. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um. Any last words? of wisdom or advice or encouragement wow um i suck at it doesn't matter whatever what what, what your last words be on the podcast Um, my last my last words are keep it cute keep it sweet (laughs) yeah you know whatever you're doing just keep it cute you understand don't get in fights don't argue like look at every situation and figure out the best way to do what to keep it cute yeah thank you so much for your time dustin this has been an absolute pleasure yeah Today's episode is produced and edited by me, Fola Shade Anozie. Theme song for the show is by Imodu Ayonote. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really makes a difference and lets people know about the show. As always, the podcast is available on Podbean, Audio Mac, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Simply search for T-H-E-S-N-C Podcast, which is all one word. Please stay safe and thank you so much for listening.